Ready? Hello, and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels Video Game Music Podcast. This is episode 8-4. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. Yeah. Every week. <laughs> it already begins. It, it begins. It totally gets started right now. Okay, so if you're tuning into us, you might know that we're a video game music podcast, but you might not know that we cover all consoles across all generations. We just pick a topic and we dive as relatively deep as I think we will, as we will we'll try to do in a couple songs. Pretty much like you said, though, every once in a while we do get the occasional fan suggestion, which ultimately and totally, utterly stumps us. But we plug on. We persist. We will persist. Before we get into today's topic, I like to talk about. I like to talk about. Uh, Rank o- up over on Pixel Tunes Radio. Mike Levy or Levi? Mike Levy. Mike Jeans. Mike, his name is Mike. Mike over at Pixel Tunes Radio. He's got his own YouTube channel called um, Did You Know Gaming or Hey Have You Played? What is it called, Pernell? I'm pretty sure it is like Hey Have You Played. Hey or, Have You Played. It starts or, with an H. Yeah, ultimately, you can put it up on the <laughs> I website hope he later. doesn't listen to our show. Just put it up later on the show, but it's something It'll be equivalent to like, have you, how have you not played this game? How have you not played this darn game? So anyway, he has a challenge out there for how far you can get into Super Ghouls, Super Ghouls and Ghosts for the SNES. And I started playing that uh, two days ago. And I need to jump on this challenge because as awful as I am at that game, this could be fun to try to get better. Yeah, this is my first time actually playing it. Um, so and it's super was, hard. What so the hell? I was about to say that the third enemy gets you because it's hard enough that it would actually be a possible thing to happen to you. So I'm I'm past... What I do... It's what I did with Battletoads is where I'll, I'll just play a stage over and over and over until I can... Just game it all the way through. So I'm up to the second level. Okay. So I can get through the first level, usually no hit. Second level I'm on right now. I'm curious to see it. How long did he actually give a timeline for this challenge? Yeah, I think it is in June. So in June is the deadline, and then you got to record it and just submit it. And I thought, you know what? It's been a while since I played something like super classic, like really hardcore like this, like a hardcore classic, and then like just focus on it hardcore. So. It's been fun. Look at it this way. It's um. We thought about that for being for on the on the pod on the YouTube show, mm-hmm. but I, I'm too ashamed of even putting myself playing that game on here. It's rough, man. It's super rough. I think you could get pretty far. I could see you probably getting fairly far. I, if I put my heart into it, I bet I could. But the main problem with Super Ghouls and Ghosts is that typical old style Nintendo gaming where they make you commit to a jump. Oh, this is super committal. Like it's. And you got a double jump, so like if you screw up, you can screw up twice. Mm-hmm. And your arc, like the only way to change the arc of your jump is is to time when you do your second jump. And the enemies come out randomly half the time. It's really hard to, it's really hard to force the enemies in, into doing what you want to do. There's a lot of sections, especially on the first stage, where you just want certain enemies to jump at certain times, and it's just a pain. Basically, to me, the trick is just to control the ground on the first stage because once yeah. you're in the air a zombie can just sprout where you're about to land yeah it's it's pretty rough but yeah so i'm having i'm actually having a lot of fun i think the game it, it looks great and the soundtrack is awesome i oh, love it it's super, immaculate super good. The one, one thing that sucks about the game i'm sure you've probably heard it in the grapevine is the whole idea of when you beat the game you didn't actually beat the uh, game you have to play the whole thing again with one item and you can't change it i know but you know what though that's never gonna happen 
<laughs> I won't even see that. Point. If I ever beat this game, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm not. I'm going to be like, oh, I beat it. You didn't really beat it. No, I did. Click off, delete forever. Who's <laughs> gone the, from the hard drive? Run back with the guys bracelet. Why? If I just, if I don't take it, it never left. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, have you played anything new in the past like week or so? Uh, aside from trying to get further in Persona Five, whereas I have friends who have already cool. beaten the blasted thing. <laughs> I've had a few review games I've been trying to play through, which have been tough for time perspective because I suffer from decision paralysis, as we all know in the world. Well, well, we'll give a little quick little preview. Like, what what do you uh, be reviewing next? Or- it's a game called. There's two games I got to review tonight. Actually, one's called Planet Base. It is on the Xbox One, and it is a sim style game where you construct a moon base, um, including like you, it's like colonies, airlocks, they come, you know, all the different rooms you can have. It's it gets insane to the point where you have to have like a flow chart <laughs> to oh, write, you have to draw your own flow chart to know what to build and where to build it. Oh, that sounds like fun. It's awesome. Spreadsheet times. And then there's the other game, which is even more decision paralysis forming, which is mm. uh, it's called City Skylines Xbox Edition. Also on the Xbox One. It okay. is basically a present day SimCity. Including all of the stuff that goes into just, um, you know, developing a town oh, and neat. all that stuff. And that it sounds gets, like fun. It's fun, but also frustrating if you're really bad at making decisions. Oh, man. You just put a road down. Just put a road down. No. Let it go. If it was that simple, put a I'd be, I'd be a road. Viking. No. <laughs> there's like 18 different types of road. And oh, then there's my, like... Oh, it's one of these the types ro- of... Oh, it goes all in. Like, the reason why I stopped playing SimCity wasn't because the game was bad. It's just because it got so complicated. Once you start laying down the plumbing... And the electrical wiring, yeah, and all that stuff was like, well, well electrical was like always like that was like the standby of like the first um, SimCity. But then once they got into the plumbing, was it SimCity 2000? Mm-hmm. Like that was just I thought that was a little over. No, SimCity 3000 did the plumbing. 3000. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the future is here. So today's topic: SimCity. SimCity. SimCity games all day. No, it's uh, <laughs> it was <laughs> it's just. We have a suggested topic that we've um, spent our time on. Um, so thank you, Dennis, listener of the show, Dennis. Um, he was a fan of PC98 music that we've played in the past on the Ease episode. And I think that's it. <laughs> well, yeah, because I think, if anything, we very rarely would select from PC9, not because we don't like the stuff or the idea behind it, just that we never have a reason to go there. Yeah, we don't know a lot about it, and there's not a whole lot of reason. And I think um, we've talked enough. Let's get into some music, and we'll talk about some reasons why. That sounds good to me. And I'll talk a little bit about the hardware, too. So I'm going to start off with... I'm going to start off with a really, really nice track on a really interesting game. This is called... To believe is a power. I believe. And from the game Only You, Sekimatsu no Julietachi on the PC98. This is composed by Shade.
You're listening to To Believe is a Power from the game Only You, Sekimatsu, Sekimatsu no Juliet Tachi for the PC-98, composed by Shade. And um, this uses um, one of the expansion uh, sound, sound, sound chips for the, uh, for the system. I like the track so far. It's, I was saying earlier while the track was playing on this side that I love how almost every PC-98 track I've come across has like a very machine-like sound to it, which Rob referred to as just FM sounding. Yeah, very, very FM synthesis. So this is like, it's very, like you imagine like the Genesis. The, uh, the PC-98 was created by NEC and is the PC-9801 computer system. Now, just obviously, this is an obvious thing for most people, but just to clarify for those like myself who didn't know, 98 doesn't refer to the year 98 in any way, shape, or form. No, no, it's no, just no. the model of the computer. No, no, no. To, to put it in better perspective, it uses an Intel x86 processor. There we go. 16-bit and 32-bit CPUs, possible. And the primary OS was DOS. So you guys, I'm the person who has to be like the... <laughs> I'm Joe Everyman. What does <laughs> no. this mean for me and my family? So, I mean, like, this computer was loaded, right? So it had, for the time, so it had all that stuff going on. I can't s- speak too much about the, the graphics hardware, mm-hmm. but for the, the primary sound chip in the system was a Yamaha 2203, which had four operators plus three channels of a PSG. So it's like, so it's a lot like the Genesis, but the Genesis had six operators okay. and, and also a three-channel PSG, which the PSG being like a Nintendo, just like square wave type sound. Um, and it could be replaced with this, which is the, the Yamaha 2608 OPNA chip, which doubled the FM channel. So you had eight operators plus the three channels of the PSG plus a whole bunch of extra sampling. And that's where you get like the drums and stuff going on. And also because of the extra channels, you can have the stereo effects. So when you hear stereo effects going on and, and extra noises, you know this is the uh, the 2608 chip. Okay. I guess which, was, which was one of the primary uh, uh, requests from Dennis, who uh, suggested the topic for today. <laughs> he was like, he loved the, t- the 2608 chip. And I could see why. It's got an amazing sound. For me, it has like an arcade, arcade-like quality to it. Yeah, I can say without a shadow of a doubt that, and it'll come up later in the episode too, that there's been more than a few cases where this has produced some standout tracks to the point where it makes me kind of sad that this was pretty much a Japanese-only system for the most, for the most yeah. part, because so, I would have loved to have had access to a number of these games. Yeah, there's there's emulators out there, but with the the sound chips the way they are, I think I think it's difficult to get a really clean re- recreation of it. I know Ed from Pixel Tunes Radio has a lot more experience with emulation for for some of these sound chips. Maybe you can speak more to that. We can talk to him later. Um, but what's interesting is like, yeah, this is like it's just a computer system. Like we have like you know our own computer systems out here in the states. But this was primarily sold as a business computer. Yes, what I thought was amazing. Yeah. As a result, like how all these odd random Dogen games burst from the sea. Yeah, yeah, it kind of makes sense, right? So it's like it's primarily for business. And a bunch of developers made games for it, but because it was like just a home computer for like doing your finances and stuff, like it, it, it kind of opened up to like home hobbyist programmers to do their own games. And a lot of developers doing a very popular style of dating sim, which this game is a hybrid dating sim an action RPG slash adult game. And there's a lot of those. There's a ton of those. Why are there so many of those? I honestly wish I could tell you. Then again, maybe I don't. <laughs> it's just, it's like it comes across a number of times where you will see a game that seems pretty cool mm. and you'll start to try to play. Go, this is pretty awesome. And then, oops, uh-oh, that's not what I wanted. Yeah, yeah. If you um, if you read the synopsis of the game, you would never know. 
Mm -hmm. and, and even like if you listen to some of the music on YouTube, the artwork would never lead you on. But if you dig a little deeper, I just advise you not to dig a little deeper. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this 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 music is fantastic. I think I think the um, the FM sound really comes through. This sounds like '90s, like Japanese, like techno type stuff. You keep dropping your pen. <laughs> I am such a butterfingers today. I don't know what the deal is. I try to take the pen to write a note down for something I want to remember to say. It's like, oh, pen ground. But um, I just blame the weather in having a lot of caffeine plus not having a lot of sleep. It's yeah, been, no, I hear you. I hear it's been you. a manic period. <laughs> Fun, though, at least. I can take that for granted. I love this last part here before it resolves. It gets kind of dark. Do, 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 do. And then it builds back up again. I really think this must be like a dungeon track or something. Yeah, I don't. I really don't know. Again, it's you know, I just didn't want to do a lot of research on the gameplay. Hey, I don't blame you, yeah. man. I just like I like to speculate sometimes when we don't know. It's like, where would this play at? You. It think? sounds to me like a like a like a title theme. Yeah, I kind of see that too. Uh, Let uh, the adventure begin. Yeah, it's got this part definitely has an adventure part, but man, that 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 synth bass in the background, it's just going to work. It's like up and down, up and down. <laughs> and this part right here. Oh, so good. Well, I may as well step in the same realm that you just exited from with my choice of first track. And I'll talk about the game itself shortly, but the game is titled Marble Cooking. Mar marble? Yeah, like marbles. Cooking marbles. <laughs> Cooking. And the track is just level six. It's stage six. And the composer is named Katsumi Mirai. Hmm. Hope you enjoy it. got a kick out of level six from the game marble cooking composed by composer katsumi mirai that's a fun song i really really like this one it is definitely a case of repetitive but awesome in and of, in of itself it's something i can listen to over and over again yeah yeah it definitely has a lot of interest for only being like about a minute for the for the loop god there's a lot going on with the bass like right here there's a little there's a little like a uh, uh, pitch bend on the bass that only happens at one time <laughs> it's so cool. I love this track. Um, the game 
was composed was created by a company called Negative. I don't know what else they've done, Not a- but I'm going to wager that they've done a lot of games similar to this one. Like, this sounds to me like a puzzle game. It sort of is, like more like a puzzle, like action puzzler. Okay. Uh, basically, back in like '98, when I found out when I learned about Princess Maker and I played it on my DOS emulator, I also found this game and played it in a very similar manner. I had no idea what I was getting into. I just figured, hey, this game sounds cool. The premise of the game is you are a, a magician who is a, basically trying to like capture an evil wizard and put him back in his cage. And you play levels by like there's like a bunch of different like magical objects, like it might be brooms walking around yeah. or books. And you have to lay a pentagram down and then lay a bunch of carrots. And then when you say okay. <laughs> A rabbit comes from the pentagram and eats the carrots, and there's an enemy on the carrot path that kills the enemy, too. <laughs> That's amazing. So it's a very cutesy game with interest, a fun little premise, nothing technical. Cool. But the problem comes in every couple of stages where an image pops up, <laughs> and you have no idea why that image is there. You don't know what they were thinking to put it there. <laughs> and without going into technical terms, because this it. is a rated G show, yeah. there are there are things where you could say, eh, I'm okay with that. And there are other things where you go, why does this exist? <laughs> this falls under the ladder. This sounds like such a cutesy game. It's like, why? Like, you're not, you didn't, you didn't come here for this. You came here to play a game. Cute rabbit carrot muncher. The oh. game, but yeah, oh my God, that's crazy. And yet, this song is like. Is the, did you listen to the the rest of the soundtrack? Do you remember having any recollection of the rest of the soundtrack? Not really. Only the first stage. Okay, because this, this is fun. Like I really, really like. I just lo- I love the rhythm of it. Very I'm, quick. It's like the best, the rest of the OST isn't as good as this track is. I'll admit. This is the standout track to me. Yeah. But music in itself is decent enough that you'll play the game and it's enjoyable while you play it. That's fun. Though, obviously, I would not recommend that you play this game. <laughs> you know, I could actually hear this like in, a, in like a menu system of like another like RPG type title. Like maybe like a throwback RPG, you know? Yeah, I could see that being the case, in which this system was also pretty good for a lot of people. A lot of fan games were throwback RPG tiles. Also, like a lot of Falcom games existed on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their, their long love affair with NEC. <laughs> yes. And I'm thankful for that love affair because how we got access to a lot of their titles. So, Well, how about this? How about I, I move away from the yes a, adult RPGs into just the shoom-up zone? Let's do this thing. All right. Let's do what we all came here for, okay? <laughs> That's Toho. <laughs> Ooh, Toho Shooter? Um, yeah, Toho. Yeah, Toho. Okay. Uh, yeah. Toho is a shooter. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about my, these days with Toho. There's a lot of like they have RPGs, they have roguelikes. Yes. So all, that's what all, I'm more used all to. of those are fan games. Yeah, but none of them are shoot 'em up. So I was surprised when you said this is a shoot 'em up. Yeah, so this is the original. So the uh, composer is also the artist, mm-hmm. and he was also the developer. <laughs> um, his name he goes by the name Zun, uh, Z U N. His real name is Junya Ota. And his first, I think, four games were on the PC-98. That's awesome. Yeah, and um, and then he moved on to um, whatever system it was, and then, and then whatever it is now. So it's pretty pretty impressive, like, his how long he's been doing this. So this is from the third game in the series. It's called Toho Yume Jiku Phantasmagoria of Dimension Dream. <laughs> I don't even want to know what yeah. that represents. <laughs> uh, uh, this track is um, for Mujen Yuri, which I think is... 
Um, I think it's one of like the, the bosses, and it's called Dream War for the PC-98.
You're listening to Mujen Yuugi Dream War from the game Toho Yumekiju Phantasmagoria of Dimension Dream, composed by Zune for the PC-98. This is some crazy stuff. And just to put it out there, people thought that these weird, crazy titles all stem from like J- Japanese RPGs or whatever. <laughs> no, they come from a different place. Yeah, all over, man. It's this guy. This guy and his names. <laughs> I like the name, though. I just have no idea what the heck it's referring to. Yeah, I think well, the, one, the one I played the most, I think, was called Unidentifiable Fantastic Objects UFO. And then um, Cherry Blossom or Ultimate Cherry Blossom, I think. See, that sounds like an okay name. Like yeah, it's a cool name. Cherry yeah, Blossom. Yeah. I think I might have it written down somewhere. It was called Perfect Cherry Blossom. Okay. Which is cool. Yeah, yeah. Took a lot of lab work, but they <laughs> got it. So, yeah, th- I mean, these games, they're fun, but they're super punishingly hard. But the music, I find this music is so so full of energy. Like, there's constantly things going on. Like, that. there's these arpeggios in the background that just don't stop. And they're it's very elaborate, too. Yeah, like, we super. were talking about how much it changed and how it just never looped. Yeah, so the, we, I took you on a journey for about five minutes of just constant changes. Like, it would change keys, it would add leads... Um, just it's just a lot of movements to it. For, suffice to say, though, I kind of want to try more of these. I know I was talking to Rob about this. Um, the reason why I did not, I had no idea about the idea of them being bullet shooters or shoot 'em ups, is because lately they've been getting like, a lot of the fan dojin um, Toho games have been getting released on to PlayStation Four. So that's pretty my main exposure to actually seeing the games run. I was familiar with the culture not the games themselves so this kind of makes me want to go and check out some of the other games which as you, as rob mentioned it kind of resembles a castle shikigami style of combat yeah so it's like you, you play through a stage and then like you fight like another character and it's usually like the character's like the size of your character but she's shooting like insane bullet patterns all across the screen and it's very 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 challenging but yeah sometimes we should we should play it so i have it hooked up i have a bunch of games installed on my steam account um, like, like kind of connected as uh, 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 shortcuts, so I can play it on, on the on the TV. Yeah, we we'll have to give it a shot. I want to see what they're all about. They are difficult for great research. <laughs> but yeah, um, so yeah, the, the developer, he's the developer, he's the artist, he is the composer of the music. He does everything, um, and he's still doing it. He just loves it. He just he wanted he made these games because they did not exist, and he wanted them to exist. So and he it, just jumped into it. And, and he it, also writes a blog about beer. He's really into beer. <laughs> this guy just continues to get more and more awesome. Yeah, he's a cool guy. And there's got to be something to be said about the fact that I don't think, I can't think of any other like fan developer that has garnered the kind of attention and followership that Toho Games got. No, no, he's got like world records for this stuff. Like it, ha- it holds the record for being the longest Dojin series. And then holds the record for having like the longest, like the, the the most amount of fan games built around his games, which are Dojin games to begin with. So it's it's amazing. It really is. I'm sure, a lot of actual like full blown studios would kill to have some of that yeah. pedigree. Yeah. So so yeah, this is for all the Toho lovers. I know that you're out there. I, I love this music. It got deep in your voice for that. This is for, for all y'all Toho, Toho lovers. lovers. <laughs> yeah. Out there, radio lay. They call it a date to Toho music. Yes, that's right. Honey, yeah, get in the car. We're going to see a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't love you before, but now. <laughs> this music actually like um, really makes me nostalgic for playing ITG or DDR again, you know, because I, I played a lot of Toho music on that game. Is that how you originally learned about them? Yeah, absolutely. 
There it is. Then. The music because it's fast and it's complicated, so it's it's really really fun to play with lots of steps to it. <laughs> yeah, you. But then you were also at that point in the game where pretty much like robotic dancing, like you were just destroying the machine. Yeah, it's yeah playing that game. Yeah, I guess real quick before we get on to our next song, like playing that game, I would feel sick afterwards from exhaustion, the same way that I'm feeling sick now from training for this marathon. So that tells you like the amount of like exhaustion, fatigue, and dehydration <laughs> from playing this video game. Yeah, that's why I kind of miss those days because I was never, we were never, well, you were, but I was never in better shape than I was hard when I was hardcore playing dance yeah, games. Yeah, totally. It's, it's fun. All right, what is your next game? Well, my next game is actually kind of a surprise one, to be honest with you. Um, and I'll talk about why shortly. But the game is called Variable Geo. That sounds super familiar. Is that an anime? I'll get, I'll get to that. Okay. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not stepping on step on your toes. Yeah, you get it. Yeah, no, it's, it's, you did <laughs> um, And the track is called T-R-U. And I'll mention the composers when we get back after these messages. <laughs> jamming out to T-R-U, also known as Kaori's theme from the game Variable Geo. This game, spectacular game by the way, is composed by Naoya Shimakawa, Takahiro Yonemura, and Tatsuya Watare. Man, I had my first flub. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm feeling it. But um, this game, well, I didn't know it existed to be honest with you. I only knew of it as it had an OVA anime release back in the 90s. So back when I was really getting into anime for the first time, this game would always be, this show would always be on the shelf. Okay. And I never bought it. But that's would, where I've seen it then. Yeah, that's, that's, why, that's why I'm almost positive you've seen it because yeah. I can't imagine you shopping at Suncoast back in the day for anime and not seeing this box on the shelf. <laughs> um, 
But I did really like read up a bit more on it because of this episode and finding this track. And that's the like the premise is weird. Apparently, I knew the main character by her because she's iconic to me. She's like a battle waitress. So <laughs> it turns out the premise of the of the game slash anime was that it's a competition that held, is held in Japan yearly for strongest woman. And the idea is that a bunch of restaurants sponsor this tournament so that whenever women enter as a cross promotion, those fighters also work in their restaurants. <laughs> so they fight in restaurant attire, which is probably where this track is uh, called T-All-You comes from. The character's name is Kaori, and I'm going to assume she works in a tea shop. Gotcha. gotcha. So, of course, I don't know why, but they had to do something awful to it to make it yeah, these kinds of games. Yeah. So the premise is the side premise is that while the winner gets a bountiful, you know, cash bucket, as well as like some kind of like real estate development, the loser has to strip her or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's like, jeez. Uh, <laughs> but surprisingly, there's been a lot of game releases in this series. There's a, there was like the one. There was a couple for PC ninety eight. Hmm. There was a U.S. release for the Turbo Duo, which I did not even know oh, about. A U.S. release, really? It's the only U.S. game they got, probably. Chopped up a little bit. Oh, it had to be. There's also like Super Nintendo version, which I'm going to assume that even in Japan they had to have been chopped up because oh, Nintendo sure. don't play yeah. that. Yeah, Nintendo's very um, restrictive. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so Kaori, that reminds me of um, a Guilty Gear character. I, I forget her name, but she had like kind of long red hair, and she was like a waitress. My? Was her name? Not my. Not my. Um, Jam. Jam. Yeah, Jam. Reminds me of Jam. Jam was awesome. That's great. Right, yeah. All the kicking. Yeah, all kicks. That's right. Yeah. So she has like a punch move, but it's only just to, it's just for combo purposes. She has no punching attacks. Um, now, this is cool. Like like for a fighting game, really. Like, this is a this is a really in- interesting track in that it's short again with a lot of different movements to it. It just I'm, the more I'm thinking about this now, the more it makes me so, kind of sad that they would take such a cool premise and just kind of go, you know, throw some nudity into it. Like, <laughs> why would you even need to do that? Yeah. Like, they could have gone further to say, okay, every fighter that works at a restaurant adapts their fighting style to accommodate the restaurant they work for. Yeah, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of like meat there already to like build something really interesting, right? Yeah. So it's like, why do that? Oh, it reminds me of that that Rama one half episode. If we're talking like. 80s, 90s anime. Let's go to there. Ramen Roundup Noodle News? Yes. And then, uh, okay, I, I think that was the name, but it was like anything goes martial arts, like like ramen delivery or something like yep, that. Yeah. That was the episode. <laughs> and that, that name I just mentioned was one of the characters attacked. Oh, Ramen love, Roundup Noodle News. I love that. That was so funny. They had to run the race and get from point A to the end of the race without spilling their ramen. Yes. Yes. It was an awesome episode. Yeah, and they fought the whole time along the way. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> that yes, was great. Yeah. I just thought it was funny because she would like throw ramen at people. Like, it's like, again, like the move was like she took ramen from the bowl and like threw it around the person's neck and tried to choke them out. Oh, and yet they expect someone to eat this ramen when it gets <laughs> delivered. Like, we're, there's a little, there's dust flakes all over us. What happened? Well, oh, I know. It's like, but yeah, that, that's, that, that's part of the martial arts power is keeping it all clean along the way, right? That is true. It takes a lot of skill, a lot of labor. Were there, were there Rama one half games out there? Oh yeah, there's a ton. Um, there was a super. I actually own one of them. Oh it really? Ramen, Ramo, ramen one half. Got um, <laughs> the ramen. Delicious. Um, Ramo one half hard battle was named after the third season of the anime. That got a U.S. release, but back then, so few people knew what the heck ramen was in the states. Yeah. Um, but that came out here. 
And then there was a couple like other Ranma games for the Super Nintendo. And I do recall at least one on the PS1 called Ranma One Half Battle Renaissance, which I wanted to get during my really obsessed with Ranma days, but people yeah, had were, told that me that was like your thing. Oh yeah, I still to this day will watch it and get a kick out. Yeah, I remember we borrowed, I think, a bunch of I think DVDs from you? It was probably the DVDs. Yeah, I think it was the DVDs because we, uh, Christy and I, we like we mainlined that. It was just like night after night of just Rama episodes. It's an addictive, wacky yeah. show. I, I'm not sure when we stopped. I think we got to the point where we're like, oh, okay, this is happening again. <laughs> but it was still entertaining to it's watch. Still fun. Yeah, it's still, I mean, we got through a lot of it, though. We watched a lot of it. Anything goes martial arts tea ceremonies? Well, anything goes martial arts shoot 'em ups. Anything goes martial arts podcasting. <laughs> That's right. Watch your challenge. (laughs) Take take them out. (laughs) There can only be one more uh, uh, game podcast. Now, there's lots of great music, music, game music podcasts out there. All right. So the last, I think the last three tracks were the um, the Yamaha 2203, like the original hardware. Um, So I'm going to do this one game, Flame Zapper Kotsujin, and the track is called ENKA. And this uses the uh, the Yamaha 2608 uh, stereo FM synthesizer. was ENKA from the game Flame Sapper Kotsujin for the PC-98, composed by Nobuhisa Shinoda. And I don't know if that track ended or if it was just all that they had recorded, but finding finding the soundtrack online is pretty difficult. This track in particular used the, um, the upgraded sound chip, 
hmm, which was the uh, the Yamaha 2608. And but a lot of the a lot of the commercially published games for the PC98 had two soundtracks, one using the original hardware and one using the uh, the upgraded hardware. So I think that that's really cool. So this is they they both sound cool in their own right, but this sounds super cool. And I'm really sad that it ends at where it does because like the lead channel does like this really interesting thing where it goes do 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 and I was like holy crap I forgot about that part and then it just stops um, so I have a, I would, I'd like to look around and, and maybe track down the rest of that track because it's super super awesome I just think one day we're going to do like some kind of like a blooper cut reel where all we take is like either you or my sound interpretation of music <laughs> <laughs> sort of thing i know I, I haven't like i haven't like left your singing cut in in a while i think some early episodes if you if, if you want to go back and listen to some of our early episodes i've left you just like kind of rapping on some track <laughs> <laughs> just because i thought it was funny hey honestly i it's one of those where it's like back when we first started this i'd be like oh god don't put that on there that's embarrassing and now i'm like i'm kind of glad you did because we're just having fun it's oh you're we laughing at what you want to you want to have the kind of fun we're having, yeah. and hopefully you are by listening to the show. Yeah, and stop making fun of us, all right? Yeah, exactly. We're just doing our best. <laughs> I have a heart, you know, and it hurts. <laughs> we're, we're, we're doing our best with the PC ninety eight. Um, but yeah, this honestly, I kind of like I want to. Yeah, maybe after this is all done, we'll have to do some research on actual emulators for this thing because I want to play more of yeah. this stuff. It exists out there. I know. I know. There's like a whole like subgroup of, of people on the internet who are, who are emulating the hardware and like trying to find games and stuff so th- this this is like from what i've read this is a really advanced like uh top-down shooter where like the graphics are really really awesome the music is amazing it's it sounds like maybe it was inspired by toho the toho series or maybe like zune was inspired by music like this to do his own but it's it's definitely like not in the bullet hell style but just a really hard shooter no. Yeah, very, that may be more so me watching you play that. Yeah, I, I have I, um, a, a high pain tolerance <laughs> for bullet hell games. Like, I have a high pain tolerance, but not for this genre. Give me a difficult platformer and we'll talk shop. And um, Oh yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah, that's that's all you. I, I get so frustrated with those things. <sighs> Super cool some ghosts. But no, um, playing these types of games, you really need to use a joystick, I, I find. Oh, because for the for like the subtle movements. Yeah, yeah. Once my once my once my thumbs involved, I feel like the up downs and the left rights like kind of get mashed up, and you gotta be really precise. What about with say an analog stick? I mean, it's it's like the per it's like it's a thumbstick, but I at the st- same time you don't have to grip it from the bulb. You, oh, say so I guess you could use the analog stick, but then you don't have the precise left right up down movement. That's true. So I guess you can kind of. Yeah, on it. Which is why I like analog sticks for certain types of games, but ultimately I'm just D-pad 100%. Oh, yeah. That's just the way it is. That's just the way I roll for now. Mm. I'm a D-pad kind of guy. Seems like that might be worth that might be worth a challenge if we can find a game that offers both analog and directional pass support. Well, there was a, a Gigawing 2 that was released for the Dreamcast used the analog control. And it was actually had actually had analog control. It was slow and fast depending on how you move the stick. Oh, that well, it wasn't just adapted for that control. I, I, th- I thought it was it was really innovative and, and, and it made the game a lot more I think they made it a little bit more challenging because of that. I don't think you own it anymore, but in the event that you come across it, that might oh, be still, a still worthy challenge. Yeah, I still that might be a, I might have to challenge you to that then. I don't, know, I don't know if my Dreamcast still works. I mean th- those things burned out. Yeah unfortunately but I know mine still works at least. I've tested it in the last couple of months. Hmm. 
Sonic Adventure for some reason. <laughs> the music held up. Oh, you, were, so you went back play. to play Sonic Adventure? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, I kept all those games. Unfortunately, Sonic Adventure's music held up very well, Jun Sanoe, but uh, yeah, like not that. so much the gameplay because it was yeah. glitchy then and it feels glitchier now. I think that was the last Dreamcast game I played. I think it was like, it was kind of the end of its life, you know? And I was like, I've never actually played Sonic because that was the launch game, right? Sonic Adventure 1 was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so I went and played it and I was like, yeah, this isn't, wasn't so bad. I can see why people liked it. Like, I, I rejected that game for so long because it was 3D. I was obsessed with it because I was like, finally, he's matching up to Mario. <laughs> and Mario did it way better. Now you bought into the console wars. Oh, I did, and I loved it. <laughs> but I was an, oh, but I was honestly a person who could join, I would join any team as long as I had the cash flow for it. Yeah. yeah. I have, there are no there are no favorites in Camp Pern. Yeah, you even had the Bonk. I had Bonk. I had Turbo Graphics. Yeah. Airzonk, Bonk's Revenge, Bonk 3. I had the works, man. I ran the gamut. Punk. Are you Punk? I played Punk 3 also. No, you're Punk. I could be Punk. Punk, yeah. Yeah, a nice mohawk. Get some hair first. And then the mohawk. Well, 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 Bonk was bald. Zonk had the mohawk. Yes. So what are you going to have? Uh, I don't know, a mullet? Mullet. Oh, <laughs> the big mullet. Oh, I was watching, um, I saw a, a Guru, Mark of the Wolves, is out on... Wait, Punk! I just realized what I should have. What's that thing that the Bonchos have? Uh, where they get that huge like pompadour yeah exactly player. that's exactly what I was thinking of yeah 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 like um, um, Kuwabara from yeah from what's it called um, Yu Yu Hakusho Yu Yu Hakusho there it is <laughs> yeah for now put my hands in my pockets you got a problem punk yeah I can see that punk is gonna stop you that would be so funny that'd be so funny if it was blonde too <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that that would just create questions, which result in me like taking down more people. Like, oh my you got God. a question about my hair, chump? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have the right to talk about my hair. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's blonde because I want it to be. <laughs> no, I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not racist or anything. Shut up, punk! Time <laughs> <laughs> to take you to school. All right, what's your uh, what's your next track or last track rather? Well. In the spirit of the episode, there was no way I could go through PC-98 and not take a Falcom game. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised. Well, I was surprised you didn't go full Falcom. No, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to spread it out a bit. Otherwise, it's almost cheating, you know. <laughs> but uh, I wanted to at least get some interpret some Falcom sound team, PC-98 sound type impressions on this episode. I also almost went with a track from a previous episode, only this being the PC-98 version, but opted against it. Oh, interesting. So it is from a game I believe I've picked from before, though, but it's okay because the game has great music. Deal with it. Um, <laughs> the game itself is Popful Male. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the track is Jungle Exploration. And it, of course, is by the Falcom sound team. Those wonderful, wonderful folks. <laughs>
back. You are getting your jam on in the Freak Deacon Jungle exploration <laughs> theme from the game Popful Mail, hitting by the Falcom Sound Team. Our Bane man Rob's got the full roster over there. <laughs> I got the 411 on the JDK. <laughs> uh, it's um, So more specifically, this is uh, Mieko Ishikawa and Atsushi Shirakawa uh, from Falcom. Nice. Yeah, so this is fun. We were just um, going back and listening to the different versions of this track, like for the uh, for the Sega CD, and I like this way much, much more. It's so much faster. Yeah, and that's what's awesome about like I didn't even realize it would be a faster track. I figured they'd both have the same pacing, just sound different. Because, but when you play them back to back, it's obvious. And this is definitely to me of the two. This is the standout one. Some tracks are better on Sega CD's version. I'll admit though. Yeah. But in this case, PC ninety eight yeah. took it. What's well, cool? You can actually hear um, with with the, with the channel separation. There is stereo effect. So this is the uh, the upgraded sound chip, the um, uh, the YM two six zero eight, which is cool. Which is interesting because then they go to the Sega CD where it's like it's CD audio, right? But it's one, it's like down sampled so they can fit it on the CD, and it's just. I, I want to say it's actually. I'm not sure how Sega CD was, but I want to say they were Red Book. Yeah, it might have been Red Book, but I think it was also like hyper compressed like like playstation audio oh okay yeah that's my guess right. but that is so much fun i was just thinking that it has more of like an island kind of tropical vibe than a jungle yes, it vibe does. Yeah. Is, is, this, is this like a jungle on an island no that's what's so hilarious about this like this jungle not, they call it jungle but it's more like a forest okay really so it's interesting that this sounds like a tropical jungle yeah but the Sega CD version sounds like a quiet forest. Yeah, it's got more of like a slower kind of plodding. It's a heavy beat, but it's more like a heavy kind of jungle style kind of beat, like in the forest, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when you go to, into the actual level proper, you're fighting Tanukis with swords. <laughs> pu- puppet magicians. They had, couldn't stand a chance. No, they couldn't. Not against Pop Merle. Yeah, I love this game so much. It stood out for me for years. Mm-hmm. And to this day, I'm a grown ancient man. <laughs> and I still look back fondly on this immaculate product, which I had thanks to an old friend who looked out for me in spite of the greed option that would have easily netted him a good chunk of change. Yeah, because this game is rare and expensive, right? Mm-hmm. Oof, oof. But instead, he said, hey, Purnell, I know you've been looking for this game. We're friends. Ta-da. And at the time, I didn't even know how much it was worth. But then I went and I was like, holy bedingos. That's, that is a good friend. Yeah, he still is, too. He's an awesome dude. Yeah. Um, But... Yeah, this is the Poffel Mail Joint, one of the many loves from Falcom. <laughs> this is why I really love uh, video game music, right? So we've been hearing everything on pretty much like the same system, the same hardware, different types of games, but every song is like composed for a specific scene or a specific feeling, right? And, and everyone, I'm like, oh, this sounds like it's a puzzle game or it sounds like something else. It's, like, it's really unique. Yeah, that's why I like when you pick tracks from games that neither of us have played. It's always fun to just try to speculate. What do you think this is playing yeah, for? Yeah, why well, did they like, write it? What section would it be in there? Or like, why is like something something incongruous where it's like it doesn't really match up? Or uh, maybe like the composer just had that track that didn't go in the game. <laughs> it's like, I got bored. I wanted to see how I could throw people off. Put this track in, <laughs> this panic track in the end. <laughs> You're supposed to be sleeping. Why is it so fast? <laughs> yeah, this is, a, this is the save point. Why is it nine minutes? <laughs> well, you know, it's a long save file, right? It's big, right? <laughs> you might have to contemplate if you really want to leave that save or not. <laughs> one at a time, one file. You really want to take your time looking at your race stats. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm going to pull this track down. Because now it is time for the bonus round. 
bonus round. That was a funky bonus round, Bruno. I do what I do. I like that you brought that funkiness going on here. All right, so for my bonus round track, I went deep into more Toho covers and remixes. So the fact that you made it back out alive speaks volumes. It did. A, I don't know. It did a wonder for my productivity for work today because I just listened to nonstop Toho music and 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 specifically uh, super super Euro beat remixes of Toho tracks. So not just Dojin music. I mean, not just Dojin game. This is Dojin music fan music for a dojin game like it just it goes deeper and deeper and deeper it's crazy <laughs> but it's super well produced i love Eurobeat music because it's this is like my guilty pleasure stuff i just it just makes me feel so good when i hear it so but how about sharing that wealth with the yeah. rest of us what is this track you want to share okay so this is from the the original track is called bad apple from stage three of the game lotus land story and this is they titled it think of you and it's um, all the only composer I have is NJK Records. And a lot of like these Eurobeat groups were just called like the record label. So it's NJK Records. Um, this is from the album Toho Euro Flash, Volume 1. And yes, this is in English. So I hope you have some fun. <laughs> <laughs> Try to interpret an English track. <laughs>
Yes, I love this stuff. This is that is definitely my jam. Super fast, lots of keyboard, whole lot of keyboard, crazy English singing. It's super good. <laughs> definitely English. That's the key word there. Yeah, yeah. Like so, this. I haven't listened to Eurobeat in a ridiculously long yeah, time. Yeah, we were talking about that during the song. It was like, wow. It feels like when I go back and listen to it, like after a while, like it's suddenly way better than I, re- than I remembered it being. Oh, yeah. Now, if we had like five tracks in a row, we'd yeah, be tired be of it different. by the yeah, end. Exactly. But for one quick hit, it feels awesome and gets you pumped. I don't know. I listened, I listened for about two hours today. It was, I was okay. Of with all it. Eurobeat? Yeah, I just let it go. There was like just mixes on YouTube. I just kept playing them. Was Night of Fire amongst them? I didn't hear it. I stayed with like the Toho remix stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, totally. Um, okay, so yeah, that was uh, NJK Records from Toho Euro Flash Volume One from the game Lotus Land Story. So, what did what did you bring to the table? I think we both had the similar a similar idea, which is that if we're looking at Toho stuff. All right, so we're looking at PC ninety eight stuff. We're likely going to be pulling from Japanese albums. Um, yeah, though, that, which is funny like stuff that I never would have thought to look for. Oh, yeah. yeah. Though I kind of still failed at that because <laughs> all of a sudden I went back to my baby. I went back to the Ease games, which were on PC-98, and I came up with a remix track that is from Ease 2 cool. on a Japanese album. It's the remix for the theme of Campanile of Lane, which I think I may have actually played on an episode, the original version of the track. Um, I played on the Ease episode, actually. And uh, this is a remix of that called the Freedom Mix. And I love it because it sounds like it's right out of Jet Set Radio, (laughs) which is not what Campanile of Lane makes me think of. But it's composed by, or it's arranged by someone that goes by Koba, and it was released on the Moto Chisana Takarabako album. (laughs) I will not say that again, but the track has, it grew on me, and I hope it grows on you too. Give it a listen.
love it. <laughs> so um, obviously, I can't hear the we can't hear the listeners, but didn't that sound like it came straight out of Jet Set Radio, or they could have fit into Jet Set Radio? Yeah, it's got this fast, like kind of funky beats with like, "Come on!" <laughs> and I really liked. That kept one to inject. I have a hitter. Got a hot hand. Place your bets, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so it would fit perfectly. Would you stop listening to that radio? <laughs> I'm trying to get some sleep. But yes, I love that track. Yeah, and really I cool. love what they did to it. Yeah, it was a really, like, even though it was like kind of just a fast, kind of like funky 90s beat, like it was really like well put together with the original track, which I, I liked a lot. Mm. Really, really good track too. Like uh, Yuzo Koshiro on the early Ease games is just, I think, master. You know, it's just they're just really good. Yeah, classic he, stuff. He made those into iconic tracks, and all the remixes that have come out and updates that have been around since then. There's still a lot of charm to get from his original compositions to the point where they don't lose anything by having been updated. Mm. They really don't. Well, for more information about the artists on the bonus round part of the show, go to rhythmandpixels.com, and we'll have links to their bios, band camps, and everywhere else so you can get their music and support the artists. Thank you for joining us on episode 8-4 of Rhythm and Pixels, our focus on the PC-98 series of computer systems in Japan, and just this wonderful music. I, I, I had let this, uh, this little last track play out a bit longer, because this is, this is actually the second time we've been listening through it. <laughs> it's such a good track, man. <laughs> it's amazing. I genuinely hope we did this topic justice for you, good sir. Yeah, Dennis, um, I hope you enjoyed uh, hope, hope you enjoyed the show. Maybe you hope maybe you found some new soundtracks that you liked. Um, I know that primarily you wanted to hear some more Toho stuff, but man, this the Falcom sound on the PC-98 is something else. And hey, by all means, when you when you listen to the episode, if you feel as though there's some tracks that you want to recommend to us, say, well, if you like this, check this out. By all means, let us know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, like, uh, if you think maybe we missed one of, like, uh, a, a great soundtrack or maybe, like, a sleeper soundtrack that you know that, like, is amazing but doesn't get a lot of uh, exposure. But, of course, like, on the PC-98, like, a lot of this is not getting like, unless it's unless it has the word Toho in the title or Ease, it's not getting exposure. It is true. And even Sam, the Ease series, like I didn't, I don't think the Ease games have a lot of um, popularity. They really don't. There's well, not, not, the, not the original music. I know the Ease has popularity, but like it was, it's been re-released so many times. People was like, yeah, I played Ease one, but like not like Ease one. It's gotten a lot. Of, it's gotten more love over the last few years because um, what's the studio? I can't remember the name of the studio off the top of my head, but. It's been picked up more, and like we got a new Ease game coming out in the states this year. Whereas there was a period in time where no one even blinked about getting these copies of those games here. But uh, yeah, they are 
games that are finally starting to get more love and the music in general, even by people's standards that don't know about it, when they hear it, it always sticks with them because Yuzo Koshiro just went to town on that oh, and yeah, pulled absolutely. out some masterwork. And for the Turbo CD versions of it, what's his name, like Ryo Yoshimitsu, or I can't remember his last yeah, name. Yeah, 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 Ryo Yoshimitsu, yeah. He kicked it with those and made those. He just chopped them up to be even better. It was just... They're timeless tracks. They are. They are. They're timeless in a way that's just... It's so sad that they're that a lot of them kind of get lost into further obscurity when like Nintendo is just continually churning out like a lot of like oh I hear the Zelda theme again you know like which is fantastic don't get me wrong but like man there's there's got to be some love out there for this yeah but thankfully for every twenty people who don't want to jam to it I'm there I'm there too okay. I can I can hear like a singer maybe even like like some rap lyrics over this track Oof. and for those who don't know this is from a game called Xanadu. Um, and I believe that we're getting a version of one of the, like a sequel to this game, obviously a way farther sequel <laughs> um, in the form of Tokyo Xanadu for the PS4 and the PlayStation Vita later this year. Oh, so cool. look them up. Very cool. So anyway, if you have more uh, suggestions for our show, any topics, like again, we, we'd love to, to, to dive into new and interesting things that we don't know anything about. So if you have topic suggestions or track suggestions, please send us an email. Rhythm and pixels at hotmail.com. And for more information about the show and for a full track listing, go to the website. Rhythmandpixels.com. Um, and if you want to follow us on social media, check us out on Twitter. It's at rhythm underscore n underscore pixels. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. It's all rhythm and pixels, one word. Just type us into Google and, and we'll come up. Our pretty faces will come up. <laughs> I dyed my hair and everything just for you guys. You have to check it out. <laughs> I want to like do a picture of you with that crazy hair. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Kuwabara. <laughs> the Kuwabara hair. Oh man, if you just cosplay as Kuwabara, that'd be the best. I don't want. I don't want to like Photoshop you. I want you to dress the part. Uh, I gotta find the clothes first of all. Good <laughs> luck with my size. Yeah, you have to like like get someone to make it for you. Mm-hmm. Get hit the gym a little bit so I can get some actual muscles on for the sake of me. I gotta do Kuwabara justice. Blackabara. Blackabara. <laughs> oh, man. You got to do the voice, though, the whole time. Oh, of course. The voice can't change. The voice is What are you looking at? Yeah, you do it pretty well, actually. I always hurt my voice when I try to do it. Because it cracks Christy up, so I like to, I like to do it. Well, my voice is kind of hoarse. <laughs> You're a meshy. <laughs> You're a meshy. Spirit gun. That's oh, lame. <laughs> I'm going to see my cousin like in a couple weeks. I got to tell him about that. He's going to crack up because he loves the Yu Haka show. Yes, there it is. See? A secret voice talent floating around. <laughs> well, anyway, thanks for listening. This has been the Rhythm and Pixels video game music podcast. I am Rob Nichols. And I'm Purnell. <laughs> Have a great week. Thank you for listening. And remember. You're not going to do the voice? I'm not from the remember, <laughs> man. Come on. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> it's interesting. So something to be said about the idea of like creativity and putting your works out there for the world to see. We live in a society nowadays where people feel more concerned about what anybody and everybody is thinking about what they do, thereby constraining themselves and not allowing their thoughts and you know, ideas to flourish. Look at the toe guy, though. Guy came up with an interesting concept because he got bored and wanted to see something unique, and look what became of it. If you have an idea and you want to do something with it, you should do something with it. Let people see what you can do. Worst case scenario is you get some criticism and you can work on your flow or just be happy with the fact that you created something and had fun doing it. I'd certainly want to check it out if you put it out there for us to see. So have fun. Cook, music, art, 
don't know, stencils, something weird with ducks, whatever you want to do. <laughs> Just make it happen. 